Welcome to the Kingstonist Podcast, a daily look at news, sports, and all things Kingston. Brought to you by Taylor Audubon. Ready for an exclusive Costco offer on a Chevrolet? Right now, eligible Costco members get preferred pricing on select 2019 models like Equinox, Silverado, and the all-new Blazer. Plus, a $500 Costco cash card after purchase and completing a Costco survey. Visit ChevroletOffers.ca. Some conditions apply. It's Jason Taylor here from Taylor Automall. This exclusive Costco offer has also been extended to select Buick, GMC, and Cadillac models. Take advantage of this fantastic offer now at Taylor Automall. And welcome to 15 Minutes With, brought to you by the Taylor Automall. And I'm pleased to be joined by Jeff Downey, the uh, Director of Business Development and Operations for Queens Athletics and uh, sort of the king of major announcements in Kingston the last uh, number of months, I would say. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, uh, Jeff, welcome to Venture Club. Um, and a big announcement uh, yesterday about uh, Basketball Canada coming to Kingston next August. Thanks. Yeah, glad to be here. Yeah, a uh, very exciting announcement. Um, a great partnership with Canada Basketball, Basketball Ontario, Sport Tourism really stepped up and helped us bring this event for sure. Um, and we're looking forward to bringing all those athletes on the Queen's campus. Ontario Championships, uh, U, U17, U15. Uh, so about 20 teams coming to Kingston from yep. August 3rd to 8th. Uh, uh, should be a great week. Very, very similar to the event that you held at the stadium with uh, with football this past summer. Yeah, the Canada Cup was a huge success by all accounts. <clears throat> We've already actually been in conversation with uh, Football Canada on some other future events um, in future years. So that's how much they liked being here. So we're looking to do the same thing with Basketball Canada. Yeah. Right. And uh, with that, uh, you know, you get 20 teams, a lot of parents. So, so a lot of people going to be experiencing Kingston for the first time and Queen's University. So we were just saying off air. You know, it is a very natural recruiting tool for for the school. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, having that um, kind of casual environment where they're coming for something else, but where we can introduce them to the Queen's hospitality environment. I mean, Kingston in August is amazing, right? Yes, um, absolutely. So what a time to visit <clears throat> Kingston and the waterfront and things. So I think we really wowed a couple of people with the Canada Cup and we'll try and do the same with the basketball event. Yeah. Well, Jeff, uh, I think the biggest impact you've you've had a major impact on on the sporting scene in Kingston in the last uh, six months or so with the Junior Gales program. Uh, you've, we've got Junior Gales uh, soccer, softball, uh, foot, uh, uh, Junior Gales football, which is big this summer, and the big one coming up starting out Junior Gales hockey. Tell us how the how the whole thing came about, uh, getting all and and <laughs> just it must have been such a journey getting all these organizations to come under one umbrella. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a project in years in the making. Um, and even before we pitched it to any of the groups in town, we probably spent a year or so just researching similar programs in other municipalities and things like that, figuring out what worked, what didn't work, um, and putting our package together. I've been, uh, as you and I have talked over the years, I, I've been blown away by the reception of the program yeah. um, and kind of the buy-in. And then now the conversations, I was just having lunch yesterday with one of the groups, um, and just where can we take it and where can we grow? Um, the stories of our teams now. So there was a story of us, one of our Clippers soccer teams and one of our uh, uh, softball teams. And I think they were both in Oshawa or something, right? At a tournament and bumping into each other in the hotel and the kids all kind of looking at each other going, Hey, like <laughs> we're on the same team, right? Um, is amazing. And that, that was one of the things that really we, we kind of uh, zoned in on right at the beginning is that Kingston's never had that kind of common brand when we're traveling to Toronto, Ottawa, yes. Montreal with minor sports. Um, and so people didn't necessarily know where our teams were coming from, right? 
Um, and certainly now we're hearing amazing stories and lots of photos and videos and um, of people recognizing and seeing that queue and the junior queue um, and knowing that that's from Kingston and the, the affiliation with Queens. You know, when I was a kid uh, growing up, there was uh, the Kingston was divided into three. Uh, there was the city and the two townships and Kingston Township was was big and they had some great hockey teams and we had some great hockey teams in the city. And it was always a, a shame that we never got along yeah. and we should have. And had we, we would have uh, we would have won some national championships in hockey. But but because of what I call fiefdoms and people protecting their uh, territory. Uh, it never happened for us as kids. Yes. How did you, I mean, you must've spent, it must've been very difficult to break down some of those walls that had been there for, for generations. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of a community building exercise, right? Lots of conversations with the boards and the different organizations and individuals involved in each organization and just talking about the benefits and, and getting people on board and on side with that. Uh, yeah, lots, lots of meetings, lots of conversations, but thrilled that we've got it there. I mean, volleyball, is probably our most recent example, actually, yeah. as we've just seen in the community, the Pegasus Volleyball Club and the Kingston Volleyball Club come together under their new Kingston Rock uh, brand. Um, what's really exciting for us is they reached out to us right away and said, but the Junior Gales is part of this and bringing it together. And so their development program is still going to remain the Junior Gales under the new Kingston Rock. Um, and so that that's the great amalgamation that maybe a common brand can help bring together. Um, we'd love to see it in other sports as well. Yeah, uh, and and uh, you are obviously targeting some other sports, and you're not gonna you're not gonna tell me. Yep, but <laughs> we're, at, we're at six now, so yeah. we've got six partners on board. We want to we're really focused on kind of quality delivery of that program right now, um, and then we certainly have kind of a list of conversations that we're having with other folks um, and other folks that have expressed interest. Actually, the number of people that have reached out to me and said, "Boy, we really like what's going on. We'd like to be part of that." We just want to make sure that we do it in a thoughtful, planful, kind of strategic sure. way, right? What so what what is the benefit if, if I'm running an organ sports organization, what is the benefit for my organization to come under the Junior Gales umbrella? So I think the biggest thing that everybody's uh, found value in is is the connection with our athletes and with our coaches um, and with our facilities and kind of the resources that Queens has. And so breaking down that wall of the the resources that Queens has and how do we share those in the community, right? Um, and so time and time again, we heard. Um, and we've seen lots. I mean, so we had uh, softball teams this summer coached by our fast pitch girls, right, who stepped up and said, I really like this wow. idea. Um, and it's it's providing for them a pathway to getting involved in the community, right? Sure. So they're here for four or five years. They might not know how to do that, right, when they arrive. This is really providing them a, a, a an obvious path to getting involved. So um, every organization has said that involvement. And we've seen it, I think, in almost every organization now. Um, where our athletes are getting out in the community. They always did. They did great work. This just formalizes it and probably uh, expands it on a whole different scale. And it's a great way. I know with the Junior Gales football, you had some football players. It's a great way for players that see a future for themselves in coaching to get into coaching at the ground level. Absolutely. Most yeah. of the, the Junior Gales football coaching staff yeah. is actually our athletes, <laughs> yeah. right? If people didn't know. Um, and so, but that's a great opportunity both ways. It's mutually beneficial, right? Yes. Our co our athletes get good experience of what it's like to be a coach, right? Probably have a new appreciation of Steve and our coaching <laughs> yeah, staff. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, and, and our young youth kind of get a great uh, exposure to our athletes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, switching gears a bit, um, last uh, Sunday night, uh, a great football game. Yeah. Uh, it went down to, uh, you know, they had an opportunity to win it. And as Coach Snyder said, just wasn't didn't execute. One pass, uh, right? One pass, one pass away. One pass away. Yep. Um, a crowd just under 2,000 people. Yep. 
in, in, in a facility that, in my opinion, is the best pure football stadium in for college football in Canada. I know that uh, some college teams share state CFL stadiums, sure. but in terms of just a pure university stadium, it is the best stadium in the country. Yeah, we believe so. Um, it's been a challenge putting bums in the seats. Uh, what what uh, what can we do as a community to get more people to go watch this very entertaining brand of football and soccer and other sports that take place Absolutely. in the stadium? And this might be a surprise to some people, but that 2,000 that we had out on Sunday was actually, we were very pleased with that yeah. crowd, to be honest. Yeah. Um, the OUA schedule right now, and it, it presents a challenge for every school across the province. Sure, progress, it does. Yeah. Um, with the addition of the 11th team, kind of bumped the schedule back, right? Um, and so we're having this first game before most campuses are open. Um, so to have 2,000 people out there when staff and faculty are not necessarily starting up for the fall yet, and the students definitely aren't here yet en masse, um, we were quite pleased with that. Um, the number of junior gales, it was one of our first kind of junior gales big promotion nights. We had hundreds is, is the final number of uh, junior gales. And what I really love to see was whole teams of, of young kids that we probably maybe hasn't, haven't experienced a football game before, yeah. right? There's lots of kids running on the concourse yeah. and running up and down the aisles and loving the noisemakers and things like that. That was, those were big wins for us. No question. We'd love to see 8,000 every game. Um, Got to build it one piece of time slowly. Yeah. And there was, you know, the, the Queens cup, uh, there was a great momentum Amazing. after, after that last game. And it's been tough putting bums in the seats of the Memorial Center. I mean, I, I coached when we were at the Jock Hardy and we had a decent crowd. But, and it just seems that there seems to be this sort of this all this almost like this invisible fence that, you know, prevents students from wanting to go to the stadium or from going to the Memorial Center. Yeah. What can be done? I mean, and I got to say, you know, I, I, I coached in that league for 11 years. And the hockey has never been better. And I'd love, you know, not, not yeah. going to be one of these old guys. Oh, it's way better back in my day. It's not. It that that league is so much better now. Yeah. And it is the best brand of hockey. You know, in in the city. No offense to the Frontenacs because they're men. Yeah. Um, what can be done to put more people in the building? Best kept secret in town, right? Yeah. Like, so well, we've been says. saying that for years. Yes. But, but and and now you know more and more kids from the OHL are staying in Ontario instead of going down east. So yes. the, that's why the league is so much better. Yes. When the recruiting Brett's been able to do yeah. and the guys they've, he's been able to secure either or to stay home here in Kingston as exactly. well, too, has been amazing. Um, yeah, we, we really hope the Queen's Cup is kind of a jumping off point a little bit for hockey. Um, that attendance, the sold out oh. venue last year was that was something special, right? Well, was, we, we were reminded, you know, when I was a kid, and I could bring this up in the in uh, 19 spring of 1975, the Kingston Canadians played the Toronto Marlies, and the building was like that. It reminded people of, of, of those days that you know you couldn't put another person in the building, yep. Yeah, and we, I mean, we were literally in conversations with the fire department <laughs> about how we jam in three more people, right? Um, and they were great on it, uh, expanding the capacity at the last minute when we knew it was going to be a, a jam-packed house. So, yeah, we're really excited to see if that carries over this year um, and working with the students. One of the things I think we're really focusing on is, is hearing from the students on what, you know, learning from them. We're not, we're not of this necessarily this generation, right? Yeah. They're the best ones to tell us sure. how we can get them involved. Um, an interesting conversation that's, uh, that's evolving. It's, it's certainly in the industry across North America is esports. And how do you integrate esports? And we're seeing it with all the major leagues, FIBA's running uh, or FIFA's running a World Cup esports event at the same time, right? As the soccer World Cup, um, NHL, basketball, NBA, um, they're running esports events. There's a there's a club on campus that has 1,600 student members. Wow! Um, wow! That are esport members. Really? Um, and so we don't know how that fits in yet, but we're certainly having conversations with them about how we integrate that and bring those together to maybe pique their interest in the live sport event, but also connect it with something that they're uh, they're actively doing. Right. Uh, two facilities questions for you. Um, one, are, 
are, are there any plans to build an arena? I know when when the jock came down, there was talk of perhaps uh, building an arena on West Campus near the stadium. Is there still any? Does that have any traction at all? We would love to see an arena back at Queen's Campus. Some, you know, everybody always <clears> asks me where, and yeah. all those details would need to be worked out. Um, we need the support to do so financial, um, and so we need some donors to step forward and, and make that a reality. It is not going to just naturally happen in the next couple of years. No, as we know, it was part of Phase Two of the the arc, and and that's 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 gone now. Um, and so, yeah, we would be open to it if we can find the right combination of supporters. And secondly, uh, the stadium, the the pavilion at the north end of the stadium. Uh, I understand that they're close with with the money to 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 start construction. Yes, we're very close. Um, and so we've heard some public uh, announcements of donations and things. And so that that project is very close to being shovel in the ground. And the that pavilion will be dressing rooms, uh, workout facilities, and uh, um, uh, entered like an entertainment area, very similar to TD Stadium and at Western. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Connecting the bowl is kind of what we describe it as. So yeah. the concourse would connect the full circle. Um, so it would have an upper deck for the Gales Club. The Gales Club would go up. Um, and then, yeah, kind of world-class dressing rooms, uh, meeting spaces, offices, um, and some infrastructure that the current, obviously the Gales Club down at the end doesn't yeah. offer right now, yes. right? Yeah. Um, power, data, um, just those pieces that you need to do good hospitality and good entertaining, yeah. Um, so looking ahead to the season uh, coming up for a lot of teams, uh, are there are there teams that you know that, that are sort of favored uh, to, to do well going into the season that you can tell us about? I, I, yeah, like I think our we have we're very excited about this season across the board. To be honest, yeah, um, we've got a number of teams, and with the championships we've got lined up in the co- coming years, I think that helps tremendously with recruiting. Um, we're I was I mean I was sitting on Sunday night. What a night! What a great time for a football oh, game. Oh yeah, that was right? perfect. Like the sun <laughs> going down Sunday and Sunday night. Yeah, if I could have that every time, I would yeah. love it. Yeah. Um, and it, I mean, there was an excitement with football that like Steve has brought right to the to the team um, that. Uh, I don't think everybody was interested to see what happened. And I think a close game like that leading at half was, was the right way to start Absolutely. off. Right? Absolutely. Um, given the, and especially given the fact that on offense, on the offensive side of the ball, so many kids were playing the first game Absolutely. of university football. Yes. It was amazing. Yes. Yeah. And they didn't look like it. No. That no. was amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we were all waiting and wondering what it would look <laughs> like. Right. And no, it looked really good. Um, and I think Steve said that I heard a couple of his interviews this week and that like, he was very impressed, right? Yeah. It didn't look like a lot of jitters. Uh, no, not at all. Not at all. Like offensively, not at all on the defense. Uh, they, they were, they were stellar. They did that, what they're going to be, they're yeah. going to be the big part of the team. And, and you know, the thing about Steve, he's a very dynamic guy. And, and uh, I went to a couple of uh, sessions of training camp and, and just the tempo that he runs things at and, and the attention to detail and the fact that all these kids are all paying just laser focused attention to him. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And, it, you know, at training camp can be grueling for those guys. Oh, right? for sure. But what really struck me is how many of them are saying, yeah, it's grueling and it's tiring and I'm working hard, but I'm having fun. Like, yeah. I'm excited. Well, that was the thing. Yeah, was right? the impression you came away with was they were all just loving being around. You Without, know? you know, yeah. not one was saying yeah. that they didn't want to be there. They were excited to be part of it. Yeah. It's not back in the, because I recall back in the day as a kid being around that team when, uh, when, when Doug Hargraves first came in, they used to have three a days in full pads. And uh, it was not a lot of fun for those guys. Can't imagine. No. <laughs> <It was> just, <laughs> anyway. So yeah, men's hockey. I'm excited to see what they yep. as a, a repeat uh, great recruiting kind of year. year. Yep. yep, absolutely. Uh, basketball teams uh, got some some good local recruits, and yes. the women's team should be good again this year. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And looking to lead into the championship. Yeah. Hosting, and so. you're hosting the the, the women's uh, championship in March. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
it'll be a great year. Great. Well, Jeff, thank you very much for coming in. It's been a pleasure. We'll have you in uh, maybe uh, halfway through the season. Yeah, not a problem. My pleasure. Okay, thanks.